0: Hey friends, and welcome to episode 146 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman-Kornick, and today's episode is all about chaos. Sometimes life can get crazy, be pretty chaotic, but fortunately for us, in today's episode, I'm talking with someone who calls herself a chaos coordinator. Heather Greco is a mom of three, a podcaster, and a small business owner. And she's familiar with chaos and the feeling of overwhelm it brings. But what makes Heather different is that she's built a chaos control system. And she's telling us all about it today. But first, let me tell you all about Heather. Heather Greco is founder of Chaos and Cookies, and keeping moms from crumbling is her main objective as a productivity coach. After spending a decade as a director of marketing helping build multiple six- and seven-figure businesses for other women, Heather created the Chaos Control System to equip moms to overcome their own objections so they can live the life they want and start the business they've always dreamed of. Now, yes, I myself am a mom, but I wanna tell you that literally anyone could benefit from the type of chaos control system that Heather's about to tell us about. (laughs) Whether you have kids, no kids, you're single, have a significant other, five dogs, a chicken, a partridge, and a pear tree, whether you're a full-time employee or a business owner, when you have a system, you've got something to lean on to maintain control when life goes off the rails. So today, Heather and I are talking about how she uses her calendar for absolutely everything. You'll hear about why having a written out, captured system is the best contingency plan. She'll tell us how to create a family playbook to make asking for help easier than ever. And we'll talk about creating backup plans for when the chaos is too much to handle alone. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to drop what you're doing and take notes. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from today's episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources we mentioned. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 146. And if you want to take your time management skills to the next level and craft a productively successful life, the It's About Time Academy is now open to new members. You can learn more at annadcornick.com forward slash academy. And of course, the link is also in the show notes. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to go ahead and click that subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes of It's About Time and surprise bonus episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. The thing is, your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the podcast search results. And plus, you might just get a shout out in a future episode, like this one going out to Math Teacher Mom Blog math teacher mom blog was so kind to leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes for It's About Time. She writes, every minute is worth it. Anna has a thoughtful way of helping women find time for their families, businesses, or both. If you're a busy mom that needs some guidance to help you focus on what needs to get done while maintaining your mental health, this podcast is for you. Anna does a meticulous job of curating podcast episodes with actionable steps that will help you hit the ground running. Thank you, Anna, for helping us moms find work-life balance. Well, Math Teacher Momblog, thank you so, so much for tuning in, for being a listener, and for leaving such a kind and thoughtful review. You know, when it comes to choosing what to talk about and which guests to feature on the show, I always do my best to listen to what all of you want to learn about. So if you ever have any ideas or suggestions for future episodes, I hope you'll send them my way. Send me a DM on Instagram. Tell me what you want to learn about and I'll make it happen. All right. It's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road.
1: Here's your host, time management coach Anna Dearman-Kornick.
0: Hey Heather, and welcome to It's About Time. I am super pumped to spend time with you today. And as always, I shared your official bio in the
2: intro, but I would love to hear from you in your own words how you spend your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I work from home, and my I've got three children, and they're eight seven and five at the time of this recording. And they keep me quite busy. Right now we're in summer and when they're in school, it's a little bit of a breath of fresh air. And so when they're here, I am very fortunate to have help and do have a sitter that comes and helps throughout the day. Three is a lot and it's a lot to juggle. Plus I work on my business, I work on my podcast, and I work a full-time job as well. And so I – i am typically on social media all day long because that's part of my job. And I do content creation and I look for inspiration and then also just some escape as well. And just trying to find ways to make things better for moms, smarter, not harder, and find different systems to implement that I can teach.
0: Yeah. Gosh, love a good system. So mom, three kids. You know, I actually read somewhere once that moms of three kids are more stressed out than moms of four kids.
2: Have you heard that? Yeah. And it's because no one told me this when I was having children. So for those listening, it's true. They say to keep kids in pairs, like in even numbers. Really? Because – The dynamic is so crazy with three. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, if my nanny's got like one and she's like taking them or I have one and she has two or something like that, it's so much easier with two because there's not that extra person, that third wheel. And the dynamics change. Two get along so much better and so much easier. And then when you put the third one in, it just creates dynamic. They don't typically play together for a long period of time. Then eventually… Two of them will pair up and play their own game, and then they leave one out. Wow. Okay. I had never thought about it that way. I just heard that stat. True. I mean, when I have all three, there's way more fighting. There's way more chaos. When there's two, there's just a little bit more harmony and a lot fewer emotions involved. So, yeah. Interesting. Okay. You mentioned the word chaos, and that is the name of your business, right? Yes. Chaos and Cookies, Keeping Moms from Crumbling is my business and also my podcast. And it is, it's, I'm, I don't like the word balance because Mm -hmm. balance seems very unattainable, very fairy tale. It's managing the chaos because we can only control what we can control and we can't control other people in our environment to a point. And so really you're managing what's coming at you, which is chaos. You Mm -hmm. never know what's going to happen. My kids... Some days they're sick, some days they're they're off and they just had a rough day and they're not getting along. And you're managing that on top of all the things that you have to do on a daily basis. And so Mm -hmm. you're controlling the chaos instead of balancing.
0: I love that. And that's honestly one of my favorite things about having this podcast is that I've been able to talk with so many women that have different perspectives on Balance versus chaos versus harmony. And it's, I just love all of the different ideas. And I'm super excited to dive into managing the chaos rather than seeking to achieve
2: balance. Do we ever feel balanced? Do we ever (laughs) feel like, wow, I'm balanced? No, I feel calm. I feel relaxed. Mm -hmm. It's a temporary state. (laughs) I mean, balance. Is, I've heard that too and I've spoken to others on my show as well where we talk about how having to balance and we're walking the high wire almost, mm-hmm. right? And we're just trying to just stay on it. It's, it is. It's It's very similar to that. I just, for me personally, I think that it is chaos, especially when you're raising three kids by yourself for the most part. And it's it, there's a lot that happens and I feel overwhelmed sometimes and trying to take the overwhelm out of it. Overwhelm and chaos are two negative connotations. So that's how I feel at least. Chaos sounds a little fun though. I'm going to be honest. Like
0: I would rather, I'd rather feel some chaos than feel overwhelmed. (laughs) Okay. So you've got your business, you've got your podcast that helps moms feel less overwhelmed and learn ways to manage the chaos. You said you also have a full-time job. Are you interested in telling me a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, I just started working about six months ago full-time. I'm currently going through a divorce. And so the type of person that I am Mm -hmm. is I'm always trying to prepare for the worst, hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And I try really hard to set myself up for success as best I can, whether I'm being premature about it or not. And because of the process, eventually I'm going to have to go and make more money or my own money, I should say. I'm coming out of not working, or my business was something that I could take my time with and make money as I was going. And so I was trying to make sure I was setting myself up so I wasn't as stressed later because mm-hmm. I'm trying to be proactive instead of reactive. So I started doing social media. I'm a marketing specialist. And so I do a lot of copywriting and content creating for social media for a legal company. And it's back in my wheelhouse back when I used to do prior to children and so it's fun. I get to work from home and it's women owned and she's very understanding of how mom's days are and we're good. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so
0: you've got your mom to three kids, and we now know about that having kids in pairs, that having three kids is bonkers. You have your business and your podcast. You're also navigating divorce, which I'm sure is just its own
2: thing. Oh, you've been through it, you just don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to keep strong and just not give in and really, you know, be patient, which is very mm-hmm. difficult. It is. It's a lot of decisions to make and things to think through.
0: And I can imagine it's exhausting. And you also have a full-time job on top of all of that. And you are someone who helps others navigate chaos in their lives. And so I'd love to know what works for you. How do you do all of the things that you do and still get
2: sleep? I, I try to get sleep. I am a night owl. I, I tend to not get as much sleep as I should. And that's just because I'm wired. I, my brain's going a mile a minute because there's just so much going on. But honestly, I stick to a pretty strict routine. I try to stay very regimented and I run a very tight calendar. I have a written calendar with markers that have colors for each of the kids. Every kid has a color and it stays oh, I love the that. same no matter what calendar it is. And I go by their favorite color. And so I used to keep a visual one for them to see. And this is before they could read, but they could know their color. So they could look at the day and they could see their color and know that they have at least something. So they're prepared. And then I also have a very strict color-coded virtual calendar. I, I, I live and die by my calendar. I look at it every day the night before and just get a lay of the land. I'm lucky enough to have some help. And so we, you know, try to create a really good schedule for her so she knows what time to come in during the summer because it's difficult because I have recordings like this in the morning but sometimes I don't have anything till the afternoon so I'll hang with the kids maybe I have meetings for work and so really staying on top of my schedule and making sure that I'm carving out buffers and times in between my appointments instead of doing back to back to back back, back. Mm. just to take a breather mm-hmm. to step out of my office and hang out with the kids while they're playing and then come back to work. So really being strategic and time blocking.
0: Definitely. Okay. So I'm a big fan of time blocking, but I've got to note you said you have a virtual calendar that you live and die by. What is your virtual calendar of choice?
2: I use Google Calendar. Google Calendar. Personally because my assistant with my business can go in there and manage it and I can share it with my nanny or my mom or whoever needs to see my schedule so then when they're trying to work time into my busy schedule, they can see where I – like what I'm doing so they don't ask me, are you free Wednesday? Are you – like – and then we're going back and forth on text messaging for 20 minutes It's just look at my calendar and make yourself an appointment. Like – Yeah. Or tell me what time you want and I'll put it on there. That way it it, it creates a system where everyone's self-sufficient and everyone – it's a communication tool where it's just go and look at it. Don't text me about it. I, then you get upset with me when I don't text you back because I'm super duper busy and I'm not looking at my right. phone. And so this just makes it easy for everyone.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you've taken your calendar from just being a place where appointments go to making it a communication tool and that cuts out so much of that back and forth. So that is fantastic. And Speaking of having your nanny and your assistant in your business, there's this lie that a lot of us believe that if we're not doing everything ourselves, then it doesn't count or that if we're not doing everything ourselves, then we're not doing enough or that it's not good enough. Clearly, you are someone who has help. Tell us a little bit about what what your help looks like. What is your nanny helping with? What is your assistant? Helping with? What what things are they taking off your plate so that you can focus on what actually moves the needle?
2: My sanity is what they're helping me with. (laughs) No. So at one point I used to do it all on my own. Me and my ex-husband, I did the majority of everything. He worked, he traveled, he was not really around. He's always working pre-pandemic. So I learned early on that I wasn't going to have children and do it by myself. I knew that travel was in in the plan and I knew that he had always traveled. So that wasn't going to change. I never thought it would change or asked or desired for it to change. I just knew that if we were going to start a family, I was going to need help. I tried at the very beginning of when I had my first child taking him to lunch meetings with paralegals. And and you can only do that for so long and then it gets old. And so when that happened, we finally were like, we need to get some help because I need to be able to work and he needs to be able to work. And we need to know that our child's okay and we don't want to do daycare. And I didn't have family around at the time because I lived in Florida and they all lived in Texas. And so I've had help for my – oldest is eight. So about around the time he was maybe six months old. And I have a back condition called spondylolisthesis. So I've had several fusions of my spine. Four, almost five years ago, I had my last surgery where now I'm pretty much pain-free. But up until 2017, I was in so much pain. I couldn't even give my children baths. I couldn't take walks. So it was very challenging for me to do the homework on top of working, on top of being a mom, and a wife. It was knowing what your limitations are and not putting yourself through too much pain. It's okay to get some help. And then with my assistant, I was doing everything with the business. I was taking all the classes and I was YouTubing all the things. And I learned that there's just so much that goes into running a business that I'm not a money person. I'm not a numbers person. I'm a very organized person, but I was finding myself overbooking myself because my calendars weren't syncing and I was busy with the kids. And so there was just a lot going on. And I was like, I'm going to find someone that's going to just help me manage my inbox and manage my calendar. And now it's morphed into her helping me schedule podcast interviews and reschedule things because I'm really bad at telling people, I'm getting better, but I don't like canceling on people. I don't like saying no. So I, it's easy for me to just tell her like, hey, I just need you to move this off. I'm having a really bad day today. I'm not in a recording type of mood. Mm-hmm. And she's really good at it. And it, it takes the stress off of me and I'm not disappointing anybody. And I'm good with it. So
1: yes.
2: you have to be okay and understand exactly what you don't like. And it's okay that you don't like it. Not everyone's cut out to be everything.
0: Yeah. We're definitely not meant to like everything. I mean, some people like to do accounting and they become accountants and we are super grateful for them. Accountants listening, thank you. Yes. I do not like, I do not like numbers. I would prefer not to enter formulas in a spreadsheet. Do not like those things. But some people no. love that. And that's what makes the world go round. We're all able to share our talents and our strengths
2: in order to help each other out. No, and it's accountant's listening, I need you. I'm going to have to do taxes on my own for the first time. And I'm very scared. I want to make sure that I don't make a mistake because I have no idea what I'm doing because my ex would do that. And so when you also were in the position when we're splitting up, it's that there were duties and responsibilities that I'm going to have to take over, but that was not my strength. That was not something that I needed to do and I never really learned it. And Mm -hmm. so educating yourself on the pieces that maybe you don't know so much about is very helpful because you never Mm -hmm. know when you're gonna use, use it or need it. We definitely
0: have our strengths and playing into those is typically better than trying to make our weaknesses strengths. Yeah. So, you know, you have a lot of changes. You're navigating a lot of change. You have help inside your business. You have help inside your home. Systems. And processes and routines are really the key to making all of that easy. But a lot of times, when people think about systems, it feels really intimidating that mm-hmm. it, like, people get this idea that having a system means it has to be this whole convoluted thing. And so they don't even get started. So, how can we approach having simple systems in our home or in our business? To just take the pressure and take that extra overwhelm away from
2: us? You have a system already in place. You do. We are creatures of habit. We do things pretty much the same way. It might not be in the same order all the time, but for the most part, we have systems that are already in place. It's just subconsciously we do them. You don't even realize. And when you take a step back, and you break it down almost like when you were in elementary school and you had to write those how-to papers. Remember those? Where you're like, how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And it was like, you can't just be like, grab the bread and this. It was very specific on how you had to write it out to get an A, which is like, first you open the drawer and you grab the knife. It's very step-by-step because – You know where your knives are. You know where the peanut butter is. You know where the jam is. You know where all those things are. But if someone were to come into your house, they don't. So you have to break it down for somebody else to step in to do it for you. And that is why it's super important to have systems written down or somewhere. Now, obviously, we don't need a system to how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But if you have a child that just likes jelly sandwiches, yes, I have one. He doesn't do peanut butter and jelly. He just likes jelly sandwiches. All right. In order to help the person, that whoever's going to come in and make a sandwich for them, whether it's my nanny or maybe it's my mom or if it's maybe just a sitter, like a one-off, I would love it to make it easier for her. So she doesn't have a meltdown and she doesn't have an argument or he doesn't tell, tells her what to do. And so having something written down where my oldest likes this way, my daughter likes it this way, and my youngest jelly only. It sounds crazy, but if it can help someone else do it, because what will happen? Moms that want to do it all will just basically, if they know there's an extra step or they know it's like a weird thing, we're going to tell someone, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Exactly. Right? It's in our brain. I got it. I know how he likes it. Don't worry about it. Just worry about the other two. No. It's okay. Just got to tell her how. You do it. And you write it down and you make a clear instruction. And so then it's a communication tool, just like a calendar. And if they can read, they should be able to make the sandwich the way that you can. And if it's like a little bit off, it's okay. You explain to your kid, there's a mommy way and there's a daddy way. There's a mommy way and a Sitter her away. And it's okay if it's a little bit different, but it's close. Mm-hmm. But that is why you want systems in place because mom's not going to be always around. Maybe like my daughter broke her arm flying down the hill and I all of a sudden had to go to the urgent care and take care of that while my other two were home and – It was like bath time and bedtime. And I usually do that. But if I don't, if I have it written down, Mm -hmm. hey, this is how they like it, this is where you can find their stuff, this is the order in which we do it in, someone can open it up read it, and follow directions, just like we're putting a piece of furniture together. While I'm handling my daughter and being present for her and also knowing in the back of my head my boys are good, someone is capable and can figure it out. And so we do have systems. It's just taking a step back and breaking them down and understanding how we can put them into place, like an SOP. When you start a new job, typically there's a standard operating procedure. This is how we do things. This is how you submit your expenses. It's all written out. And so I have a chaos control system. There's a home edition that I have. I also have a nanny packet, which when you have help, they grow out of you. About a year and a half. They go on, mm-hmm. they go to college, they do their thing, and I have to find a new person. It's just the way it goes. And that's fine. That's, I don't, mm-hmm. They're not going to be my nanny forever. Right. And so when I have a new person coming in and I don't have my old former nanny to come and help train her and help her understand how she did it, that system is there for them to read about it. A list of the kids' favorite things to do, where their activities are, what they need for their – all the things that if we forgot to tell, it's there. So it takes time, but if you chunk it down, you'll eventually have a whole system for everything in your life. Okay, y'all, so
0: I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. So does all of this live in a binder for you that you're just able to hand to somebody? Tell me a little bit more about this in practice, because it sounds like these are the things that normally as you're trying to, let's say you're going on a date or something and you have a sitter coming in, as you're like walking out the door late to your reservation, you're trying to like shout orders at the babysitter while your kids are screaming, while you're getting ready to walk out but you have all of this written down or just captured somewhere. Tell me, like,
2: where does it live? Like, how does this work? (laughs) So it it goes to that too, where think about every time you do go on a date or you go out or even for the day or a trip, how much, how many lists we make, Mm -hmm. like where we're going, what's our phone number, what's the emergency contact? What happens to that list when we come home? Most likely it's in the trash, crumpled up somewhere. And what happens? The next time you go, you have to write it down again. And most likely... Those emergency contacts and things have not changed, right. and so why reinvent the wheel and continue to do that? And so, it's a PDF. It's a 180 pages or so of literally everything. It's got your car maintenance, finances, gift guide. I mean, it's in there. Tour charts, meal planner, everything you could possibly think of on how your house runs. It's very. I'm thinking about breaking it down into smaller chunks because it is a lot, but it's editable, so you can download it and I can type it all out. Because most likely your kids. Name and birthday and allergies, all those things don't change. And their school will change and possibly your address. But most of the time, that stuff stays the same. And so there's sheets on there that you can fill out, print out, and be done. And so I don't have a binder where it's bound up because I didn't want to make something where I have to buy a whole new one, like a calendar every year. I want to be able to replace the pages. Or go in and say we're moving. Or the school, let's just say the school changes. Like their teacher changes every year. Mm -hmm. So I can print out a new page and just replace that one page instead of the entire system. Mm -hmm. And so you print out the pieces that you need and you put it in a binder and they have tabs and it's color coded and it's labeled and you can flip to the page and it's by kid or by household or by whatever it is you would... Everyone does it differently on how you organize it. And then you have, I have other pieces of the system that are just digital because it's like financial information. I don't need like credit cards and running around and leaving out, but I can print the credit card page off if I need to leave it for pizza. If the like sitter needs to order something, here's the credit card info. It's written down. So it's there accessible. And I'm a big proponent of having a digital copy and a paper copy because if your house mm. burns down, that paper copy has gone. I actually had a friend that had a, a fire. He lost everything. And that made me think, wow, we have to have it digital because at least he has something in the cloud. And if technology fails, like that one time when Instagram and Facebook just crashed, right. we didn't know what to do, we have a paper copy. We have a backup. We have something that we can go to. And so you can have best of both worlds. That's fantastic. And I find that one of the biggest time wasters is
0: looking for information, is searching your Google Drive. It's digging for that one piece of paper where you wrote that thing down. It's having to log into your bank account and download your statement in order to find that full account number. It's just, it takes up so much time and it wastes so much time to find that info. And so you've got it all in one, not just one place, because you've got it digitally and I'm sure it's searchable. So you can just type in like what you're looking for. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. I think this would give people peace because they're not trying to keep everything in their head. They're not trying to remember everything. No, this is remarkable.
2: I love it. I always say check the book before you text me because we'll go back and forth for 20 minutes on a text and I'm trying to enjoy the 2 hours that I did carve out to go out with friends yeah. or have a date or with my husband or whatever and it it allows everyone to think for themselves, be self-sufficient, go through it and I'm like if it's not in there, then text me. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's good. You're not taking the sitter isn't taking the time to text me while my kids are running like crazy around the house and trying to figure out what to do. And Mm -hmm. I get to enjoy my time and not go back and forth and be on my phone the whole time Mm -hmm. and yelling instructions as I'm walking out the door. And then I'm in the car and I'm stressed, I'm frustrated. I'm going out to have a good time and now it's going to take me a little while to like wind back down Mm -hmm. and chill and get out of that mode. So it, it works in a lot of ways. It's great for when someone needs, you need to bring in help Mm-hmm. It works really well if you're going through a divorce like I am and I'm collecting information because we have to go through everything and there's lots of pieces that I didn't know. Now I have the information and there's a place for it. And so I can take it and now I can say that I have everything and put all the pieces together. Or again, if your spouse has a heart attack or dies in a car so, crash, I mean, yeah, that information has gone. Mm-hmm. At least you have it for when someone needs to come in and help you with those things or if you need to do them Well. Life doesn't stop because there's tragedy and chaos. So we have to prepare for the worst and hope for the best.
0: Yeah, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And that's such that's something that we often don't want to think about is what would happen in case of an emergency. And instead of preparing or planning, we just pretend like it's not going to happen. But it's been, my stepdad actually owns a funeral home in a small town. And so I grew up day in and day out being surrounded by death and loss. And it sounds really gloomy, I promise it wasn't. I had yeah. a perfect normal <laughs> childhood. But so often, whenever someone passes, bills still need to be paid someone has to find the life insurance someone has to know what that person's like logins and passwords were in order to continue or to wrap things up and maybe this sounds a little bit morbid i honestly think it sounds practical and prepared, but we're not promised tomorrow. That's one of the biggest reasons why I'm a time management coach is because I work with people who want to live with purpose, who know that we're not promised tomorrow. And so they want to make the most of today. But you compiling all of this info, this is a gift to someone else. Because if you Compile all of these details, this information about your kids, for your health information, your insurance, your finances, your car information, things like outstanding debts, and just all of that information. Having that compiled, that is a gift to the people that you
2: may leave behind. That is you taking they don't the stress. Know everything. Yeah,
0: taking knows stress. Everything if you have there. an
2: investment property, you didn't tell anybody about it. Some guy is going to be li- living rent-free for a while, and yeah. no one's going to know the wiser. And if you're inheriting whatever it is, that's your problem. But if yeah. you have the information for someone to access, they have the whole picture. And it, 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 you don't think about it. We don't want to think about loss. And a lot of mainly moms that come to me that need it, tragedy has already happened. Yeah. And they were like, I wish I had something like this before. And Mm -hmm. now I understand the importance, and now I want to do it. But that's all of us. Like, we never think it's going to be us. We can't think like that. Right. There's too many factors that come in. We can't control. We can't control. You can't control the driver on the road. You cannot, you can't control a pandemic, it's just going to take over the world. And so you just have to be prepared and, once it's done, but then you can make your small tweaks. And yes, it sounds daunting to go through it and you chunk it. And there's a whole system where I walk you through on what we're supposed to go through first. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's, you'd be amazed of how much information you have in your brain that you haven't shared. Mm-hmm. I went over one with a client once and it was for her son. We were going through his medical information. And he is allergic to nuts and he has an EpiPen. And I said, okay, how do you administer it? Where is it? Where can they find it? How do you administer it? And she's like, oh, okay. And she had to think about it. And she's like, well, I will just tell them before I leave the house how to use it. I said, you're unconscious on the floor. You can't talk. Maybe you're in the hospital and then your kid got something with peanuts. You're not there to tell them what happened or how to use it. And maybe your three-year-old doesn't know. So- you have to write it down and you have mm-hmm. to give specific information. and You have to, I'm not going to say dumb it down, but you need to give specific instructions where to find it, how to administer it, what to do with it afterwards, and all the steps because it's mm-hmm. just an emergency plan. It, all businesses have one. Think about when you go to an Airbnb. Typically, there's a manual sitting yeah, on, that, on, on the island on how to check in, what the mm-hmm. rules of the house are. It's basically <laughs> just an abbreviated system that I yeah. have for my house. It's the same thing. So I
0: think my family thought I was a little bit crazy, but when I was pregnant with my second child, so I had a two year old and I was pregnant and we were living in an area where family wasn't close by. My husband's parents were a little over an hour away. My parents were three hours away. And we knew that whenever I went into labor, we needed someone to come stay with my two-year-old. And there were so many different scenarios that I had to think through. It's like, okay, so if we go into labor while she's at school, Somebody's got to pick her up from school. Somebody's got to be on the pickup list. Somebody's got to know where her snacks are. Somebody's got to know what TV she's allowed to watch or where the toys are. Okay, if I go into labor on a weekend, there's no school. So we've got to get a friend to drive over and then we've got to call the in-laws to come to relieve the friend. But if we go into labor in the middle of the night, then that's a completely different scenario. And I actually mapped out exactly what would happen in the case of all of those different scenarios so that I did not want to feel flustered as I was walking out the door. I did not want to relay all of this over the phone and expect someone else to take notes. I wanted to make things as easy as possible for everyone so I did. I had this PDF document printed out called the Cornick Family Baby Plan that also included yeah. Millie's morning routine and her evening routine on school days and not school days. There you yeah. go. See, For,
2: you already I had a system.
0: It. That's All it. The yeah. So I'm feeling really good about that. Fortunately, or hopefully, I will not need to make another Cornick Family Baby Plan because we are aiming to stick with our two
2: kiddos. But, but then I you're going to have plans when they grow, like with at, like at, I've noticed like when f- – with the activities, like when yeah. they get older, the na- if sometimes if someone takes them, you know your kid. You know how they act. Oh, he's going to have his five-minute t- temper tantrum and mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. You write that down. When he does this, it's normal. And mm-hmm. I even have like when it's drop-off, like where to drop off the kid for, you know, an activity. Um, typical behavior an expected behavior on how they're going to separate. Do you need to give them three hugs? Do you need to just say bye? Do someone come and get them and you walk them in? All very step-by-step. So you're like sitting there, what do I do? Right. There's so many times where my kids would come home from martial arts and my nanny would be like, he didn't want to today. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. He worked you over. That wasn't – he tries. That's not right. He knows he's supposed to do that. And so writing it down, she was like, oh, I didn't know. And it was like when she first started. Yeah. And so it was like, nope. This is how what typically goes down. And so the next time she's like, okay. And she's like, it was just like you said. So they don't know what they don't know. No one's going to read your mind. And it's, I couldn't take him that day. I had something I needed to do, but he needed to go participate. So I had to have someone else help me. Just knowledge is power.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I am obsessed with this concept. I definitely see so many opportunities to implement a system like this in my life. And I can imagine that there are tons of people listening right now thinking, okay, I want this. So how can we get started? How can we learn from you about how to
2: create this system? So I have it in the shop on chaosandcookies.com. It's in the shop. You can purchase your own. And there's a nanny packet in there as well. It comes as a bundle and you can print out the sections that you want. There's a whole pet section. I didn't know that there was a separate pet poison control number. Wow. It's not the same as a human so that's – in the, things like that, there's things that you would never think. So you can go and grab a, a copy there. I also have a pocket playbook that's free. It's a free download. It's an abbreviated version. It's one that you could put in your pocket. It's one of those ones that like for dads that don't want to read through all the stuff, it's an abbreviated part. It's, it's all like the main contact info, the things that you could just get started. Mm-hmm. And that's for free. And you can download that at the link in my bio at Chaos and Cookies on Instagram or on Facebook at um, – And so I also currently, and there's going to be more coming, I actually last weekend created a new sheet that I'm probably going to just as a download for free. Navigating through divorce, Mm -hmm. it's difficult. And having my children go to their dads and then come back, whoo! because I'm the mom who always packed the stuff. I'm all the one that finds the things when they lose it. You're Mm -hmm. not there. And in my situation, I am not able to go there. Like my nanny has to do a drop off, has to do the pickup. There's no nothing around that at the moment. So I literally am very limited on what I can do. And the visit before this past one, they left with stuff and I try to minimize how much stuff they leave. And I try to tell them they need to set over there. Doesn't no one listens. And uh, <laughs> fellow divorcees, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they came home and on uh, it was I think it was fourth of July, my nanny had plans and so my backup sitter had to go and pick them up from him. She didn't know what they left with and she shouldn't because it's not really something she does and I didn't really think about it. And he brought them down. They started driving home and my nanny texted me about her friend saying, oh, he didn't give her the bag. I'm like, she wouldn't have known that. We need their swim gear because they still have they need their uniforms and things. And right. he had it because it was a swim meet that weekend. And so I we had to text her. She had to go back. We had to get the whole thing. It was just two hours by the time they got home, by the time he got everything. And I was like, yeah, this is common sense to me. And so this past time I created a system where it's items coming items to be returned. And I listed Ooh. all the items, clothing that they were wearing, that if they needed to be returned. Like, I don't care about the t-shirt that they're wearing. But if they're bringing a lovey, if he was bringing his Pokemon cards, specific things that I wanted returned, I put mm-hmm. on the list. And then on the right side, I put items to be returned with a little space for a checkmark. I was like, you guys can read this, go through your list and make sure you have all the things before she picks you up to come home. And… They didn't forget, there was one thing they couldn't find, but other than that, they brought everything back. And so it was just a way for me to feel like, okay, there's a communication. This is what we sent. This is what I need them to bring home. And then Mm -hmm. on the back, I flipped it over and it's a blank in case he wanted to include anything that he wanted returned. If for some reason they were bringing something from his house and wants it back the next visit, it's a tool that made me feel better. And it was a tool that I feel – I looked all over the internet. There's nothing Mm -hmm. out there like that Mm -hmm. at all. And so I was like, I think it's just a nice way of having a nice checklist to help everybody. Mm -hmm. So I have that as well that I'm going to be including
0: very cool definitely filling an important need so that's awesome and how can we continue to stay in touch with you where can we find you on the internet <laughs> so
2: i'm social media i'm on linkedin i'm mainly on instagram at the heather greco and also at chaos and cookies and i'm on facebook and there's also a facebook page and it's under heather greco i do social media management for in content creation. I'm on there all the time. And then you can also email me or go through the website. And if you want more tips, tricks, and other things, I have a podcast as well, Chaos and Cookies podcast. Please reach out. I love hearing from anyone that needs help or if there's something that needs improvement that they would love to see, I'm all ears. I love it. I'll be sure to include
0: all of those links in the show notes. Heather, thank you so much. It has been so much fun chatting with you and I really look forward to keeping in touch. Thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. So there you have it. The chaos can be contained. And sometimes we have to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Ask for help when you need it. And remember that asking for help is even easier when you've got a system or some kind of documentation in place. You can start small, start simple, and just get one of your systems out of your head and onto paper or a Google Doc today. As always, all the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 146. And if you want to take your time management skills to the next level and craft that productively successful life so you can combat the chaos when it strikes, the It's About Time Academy is open to new members. You can learn more and join us inside the academy at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash Academy. And you can also find the link to join us over in the show notes. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 147. I'll be back with another amazing guest. And this time you'll meet Madison Brown. If you've ever felt a little flustered by finances, you don't want to miss this conversation. Madison's a bookkeeper for female business owners, and she knows numbers like no one else. Plus, you're going to be blown away when you hear about her daily routine. Don't miss this one because it is full of inspiration. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon.